What's your favorite scary movie? the podcast where two lgbts talk the horror movie of the week real life crime or events and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film and the titles are puns i'm l i'm kate hello hello uh so we 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 swore we'd do something gay this time but i felt that i accidentally put a lot of pressure on myself by doing this but i found something gay so we did it kids um it was something I'd seen before, but L, you hadn't, right? I had not. Okay, no. so, so we're doing Werewolves Within from last year. It's an adaptation of a video game, which I did not know that when I watched it last year. I just watched it because Harvey Guillen was in it. Um, <laughs> from what we do in the shadows, I was Woo! just like, "I'll be there." Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's from last year. It's, it was written by Mishnah Wolf and directed by Josh Rubin, who got his start in comedy doing like. Um, what did he do? Like college humor stuff, and um, so that was his background. Um, uh, I have you played the game at all, L? I have not. I have not. Oh, I'm curious. I was like, there there were moments where I'm like, is this a reference to something? Maybe or I don't know. Like, did they sprinkle things in? Like, I was trying to do some research because like, it's it's being helmed as like one of the top. I mean, this is it's not. There's not a lot of competition, but, like, one of the best, like, video game adaptations of, of anything. But I think it's because it's so, like, far removed from what the video game is. Like, that takes, it takes place in, like, medieval times, and this is modern setting, and it's... So, the what it's about is, um... What is his job in? Like, a ranger? Sam He's Richardson a ranger. plays this ranger. Yeah. yeah. Who goes to this, like, small mountain town to oversee a pipeline that's being built a gas pipeline, or that they want, that this rich guy wants to build, and there's tension in the town because, like, some people are selling their property to him to get the payoff, and some people are putting their foot down, and that's, and he's, like, stuck in the middle of all of this during a uh, power outage that happens, and then sketchy things start happening, like, all the generators are being slashed by, could it be a wolf? What is it? Could it be one of them? Like, what, um, so it's like a whodunit with some Possibly supernatural elements. I guess we'll have to get into spoilers for this to talk yeah. about it. Um, <clears throat> but I guess I'm just curious about your... Since you didn't know about the game either, just, like, what you knew going in. And, like, did you think there was actually going to be a werewolf? Were you hoping for that? Were you hoping that that oh. was all a red herring? And it's just, like, humans bad kind of story. Like, what did you think? Oh, I wanted werewolves, and I got werewolves, so I was very happy okay. with Yeah! That. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I just, I knew nothing going into this, and I also didn't know that Harvey Gein was in it, and I was just, like, so happy ah! when he showed up. I was like, yes! Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it so much. Like, it was, it's definitely one of the more, like, light, it's more on the light side, almost, than, like, most werewolf movies I have seen, yeah. anyways. Um... There's no, like, tortured soul or anything about no. it, it, about the said werewolf, like, um, sorry, go on. No, yeah, like, it's just a lot of fun, and there's, the characters are just, like, sarcastic as hell, and I, I enjoyed Sicily so much, and all the, 
um, <laughs> the, oh god, what is her name? Uh, Janine, um, who has the, the little, the little chihuahua, uh, dog, and the dog gets eaten by the werewolf, and then she's, like, carrying around a leash, just like, a, something ate my chachi. Oh, it's a, that's... Oh, no, Trish. Oh, that's Trisha, yeah. Trisha, but sorry. Michaela Watkins. Oh, I love her. She was on, she was briefly on SNL. Whenever she pops up on anything, I remember. I'm like, oh, because she, she was really funny on it, but I think she only was on there for, like, a season. Oh. Yeah, R.I.P. Chachi. <laughs> <laughs> the second I saw, a, the second you see a dog show up in any horror movie, but specifically a werewolf movie, you're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> uh No, yeah, Janine was the, uh -oh. Janine's the bread and breakfast owner. Um, yes, yes, yes. My bad. Uh, but... No, that's okay. There's there's too many characters. There's... Not too many, but there's a lot of characters. I'm not gonna remember all the names. I have IMDb up right now. That's why I knew. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. And, um... I really, like, they had, like, the setup kind of going throughout. Like, they, it's such a small little town that they're in, Beaverfield. Um... Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they just kind of, like, introduce you to all the places, and then they kind of... They all kind of gather in one place in the bed and breakfast because the the generator goes out and there's, like, none of the backup ones are good because something slashed them. Um, mm -hmm. And then they find uh, Janine's husband, who supposedly ran off with another woman, they find his body under her bed and breakfast and he'd been eaten. And there was, like, an environmentalist that was staying there at the moment and she was comparing... The hairs that they found on his body versus the hairs on the leash from from Chachi getting eaten. Yeah. And it was freaking her out, and everybody else was freaking out. Um, but, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> it's, it's It gets crazy at the end, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what was your thoughts on, on re-watching? Was it as fun as you remember, or did you get anything new from yeah, it? Yeah, I mean... It's I'm, I, I'm, like, stupid, and, like, oh, even, the, I, this is a movie I watched a year ago and barely remembered it. Like, I remembered who the werewolf was and, like, a few things, but I honestly forgot the rest, and so that's why I was like, <laughs> let's rewatch it. Um, yeah, and I just, I, I, I almost wish, rarely do I wish that movies were longer, but I, um, I, one of my favorite elements of this, uh, and just, like, the concept of, like, everyone, like, stuck in one place, um, mm -hmm. and then, like, them all suspecting each other, um, was the most interesting part for me, like, I almost got disappointed when they all, like, broke off into their own homes again, um, but that, that shit had to continue, I guess, so, yeah. because... <laughs> <laughs> And, and there's other movies that do that, but I, I, I liked that element of this. The characters are definitely, like, over the top, but they're all very, like, distinctive, and it's, like, for a piece like this, like, I think it works, you know? like Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're more small town than me, so I don't know if there are, like, I'm sure there's actually people like this. <laughs> Well, like, even, even the, it was time. Antifa that stole our sign. Like. <laughs> well, I, if anybody's, so I, I have to ask my sister because she's more in a small town than I am because my city's mm. pretty big. Um, okay. But like, if you go down far enough, you're kind of on the edge of the, the Bible Belt where she lives, and it's like, yeah, uh, I could see this happening in her. <laughs> 
town. <laughs> it is that small. Like, everybody knows everybody, and they always get suspicious of outsiders, so it's okay. definitely something <laughs> that would more than likely happen in a small town because, you know, it's more isolated and there's fewer people around to really be able to do anything, so I could definitely see that. Perfect place for a werewolf to hunt, yeah. And yeah. Then, and then in comes this, this like, Mr. Rogers quoting ranger play but i i love sam richardson in this i'm like i hope he gets more leading roles like this because i just think i think he's great in it i love his character's like positive attitude that turns into even just like an angry speech at the end i'm like no i'm gonna be i like being nice <laughs> and, like, and like and just some of his reactions like i think if you saw my like original letterbox review of this i said that like <sighs> His, like, some of his reactions to, like, the horror stuff happening in this, like, I have not seen since Adam Scott and Krampus. I'm just, like, <laughs> such a distinct way of reacting to things. And he's like, oh, oh fuck. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to describe, but uh, that was very enjoyable, especially upon rewatch. Oh, shit. Um, he's gonna be in Hocus Pocus 2. Let's go. Oh, shit! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah. Is that coming out this year? I'm, yeah, who's he it's playing? filming right now, so maybe. I don't know. Oh, it's filming right now. Hello. Yeah. Who's he playing? I'm sure it's probably a new character that the name will mean nothing. He doesn't have a name yet, but... Uh... Gilbert. Gilbert? Okay. Okay. And Fletcher's directing it? Holy shit. This is gonna <laughs> bop. This is gonna bop. Let's go. Okay. Anyway, sorry for that tangent. <laughs> good for good for Sam Richardson. <laughs> yeah. And good for um. Let's see. I have IMDb up again. The actress who plays Cecily, Milana Weintraub. Oh yeah. I I only knew from AT and T commercials, but she's like had more of a career than that, <laughs> and she's oh, very that's good at this. Where she fucking is from? I was like, her yeah, is right. So <laughs> yeah. Ah. And I like her, and she gets to, you know, kind of play two parts once it's a uh, spoilers, but it's revealed that she's the werewolf, and, like, so she plays the part at the beginning of, like, you know, reeling him in and, like, uh, charming him, Finn's character, and just being, like, the the quirky male person. Um, yeah. Into the... I had to write down this line because it was so funny. The we Werewolves are real. Women who raid Walden while drinking kombucha and getting turned on by your Yellowstone stories, they're a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Say that. Like, <laughs> I really like just like the switch that she that she makes in her attitude. And I love the the design of her as a werewolf was really cool too. If you have any I know. thoughts on that. It is. And like it didn't because she's still <laughs> There's no non-pervy way to say this, but she's still clothed, which is, like, but it's, like, a cool look, because, like, it's, like, busting, she's wearing, like, a tank top and, like, shirt, so it's, like, busting through that. But, busting um, through. Busting through! Yeah. <laughs> um, and you get to see her transformation. Like, it's all very practically done, too, which I appreciate. I'm sure, I don't know, budget-wise, I'm sure makeup is still cheaper than CGI for doing like werewolf effects you know it had you know? a 6.5 million budget so yeah good job good use of that good job guys <laughs> <laughs> um sorry 
Elle and I are both experiencing shrimp brain right now from something <laughs> we'll talk about later, but, um... <laughs> Just looking at my nose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, do you have, like, a favorite werewolf story that, like, you would compare to this? Because you were saying... It's, you were saying it's more fun than others, which I agree. And, like, usually, like, I I really love, like, Wolfman and the tragicness behind all of that and how, yeah. like, I see it almost, you could see it where, like, lycanthropy is usually used as, like, an, a parallel or allegory for something else, like addiction or sexuality even, or in Ginger Snaps, it's female puberty female sexuality it can be so many things mm. and in this it's more just like no i'm gonna eat people i i use i find ways to manipulate people to kill each other so i can eat them there you <laughs> like, go. it's a very different take i don't know what you think about that no yeah it's like because most of the time i think that a lot of like of the werewolf movies that i have seen it always feels like either a very tragic like thing mm -hmm. to have or just you know something that like they have to like reluctantly accept it feels like um like yeah you know, to, to not bring up the beautiful 2004 uh van helsing movie but like Woo! <laughs> yeah i saw a framed poster of that at goodwill the other day and i almost bought it <laughs> oh you shoulda i shoulda it's probably still there sorry go on um but no yeah it's um it's just seen as kind of like this tragic, awful thing, and then to just to have yeah. Cicely come in and have her character be just like, no, I absolutely, like, I love being a werewolf, and I'm just going to use humanity <laughs> and just fuck with them, and then um, yeah. just eat them. So it's it's definitely a different <laughs> turn from what I'm used to seeing, um, and the transformation was also... I like the transformation scene with it. Yeah. And that kind of almost double voice she has going on when she starts turning. Um, that, like, sounds kind of, like, like deep. And then her voice going on, she does that, like, that howl. And it sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I had a good good time. I, lo I, I like it. It's different. And I really enjoyed... Um, the way that they portrayed her in the movie. Uh, did you suspect her at all, or did you have any, like, theories I, going in, or as you, as you were watching it? I don't know who. I think I kind of suspected her a little bit, but, like, I was suspecting Trish more at first, but then I was like, nah, that couldn't be possible. Um, I, feel, I feel like they tried to, like... Like, there were characters that were, like, too obvious, mm -hmm. and then they killed them right away or whatever, like, the, uh, like, they I think they tried to make multiple characters look suspicious, I think, and then it's been, like, it was almost like an ending of Clue thing, where, like, a multiple characters were just off their bananas and start killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> um. I would have been cool if Harvey Gillen's character had been the werewolf, but, like, that's, that's just mean. <laughs> Werebear. Werebear. Uh. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about him in a sec but um but so you said you found a a story about a a murder not werewolf related i hope but a murder at a bed and breakfast similar to this <laughs> yeah i got a true crime so let's true crime
We all go a little mad sometimes, haven't you? Uh, so this happened, oh gosh, back in 2006. Early 2006, we're going back into the mid-2000s time. This happened over in Matt. <laughs> Maine. Sorry. I'm having a brain fart. My head is going down. That's okay. New England, Maine. Uh, So Julie and Selby Bullard were in search of their new fresh starts. They were a mother and daughter pair and they went off to the east coast from San Francisco, California to the ski resort town of Newry, Maine in early 2004 with two kids and a few pets in tow. The black bear bed and breakfast became Julie's new passion and focus. It was a six-bedroom room farmhouse converted to suit the needs of modern guests while maintaining the classic New England charm with its white clapboard siding, maroon shutters, and red metal roof. That is, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, the website read, the Black Bear B&B welcomes guests who wish to experience the comfort and personal attention of a small friendly inn. Uh, business was not easy though. By New Year's in 2006, the vision of a thriving mountain bed and breakfast was fading. Vacation land might be the moniker stamped on the main state license, but the hospitality industry was tough as Julie uh, encountered. So financials were tight and by February of 2006, Julie decided to sell the end. Uh, a for sale sign was pounded into the earth at the end of the gravel driveway and the Black Bear website had a new banner in place reading, currently closed due to change of ownership. It's unclear if Julie had already had a buyer at the time, but Julie was ready to move on from the B&B industry and move in with her other daughter and children at their new home in Brooklyn, New York. Though the, B the bread and breakfast was in transitions, Julie still had bills to pay. She continued to extend her hospitality and welcome to longer-term boarders at the six-bedroom inn while the business was on the market just to make ends meet. And one of those long-term boarders at the Black Bear Bread and Breakfast would change everything, turn the otherwise peaceful mountainside destination into a nightmare. So his name was Christian Nielsen, and on September 6, 2006, he was charged with killing them and two others in Maine's biggest homicide case in more than a decade. So the three victims of the weekend carnage, the farmhouse was 130 years old. They had been dismembered. Um, he had worked as a cook at another inn in a neighboring Benthal and did not resist when he was arrested on four murder charges. At the time, they did not have a comment on the motive, um, but they did not see anybody else being involved with him uh, as part of, part of it. Uh, and there were no additional victims. So, he had been living at the Black Bear Bread and Beck breakfast for a couple of months and told police that his first victim on Friday was James Whitehurst, 50, of Batesville, Arkansas, whose remains were burned and discarded in the nearby town of Upton. Uh, it's uh, The inn's owner, Julie Bullard, uh, Bullard, 65, was killed on Sunday, and then the following day, her daughter, Selby, and friend Cynthia Beetson, 43, were also killed when they arrived at the inn unexpectedly. Um, they had all been uh, dismembered, and the... State police were alerted to the carnage Monday evening by Nielsen's father and stepmother, who arrived at the inn to find a woman's body and blood outside. Uh, Nielsen's father told troopers that he thought his son had committed the killing. So, there you go. Um, he let Nielsen was questioned by detectives on Monday night and admitted killing all four people. He then uh, led detectives to Upton, where Nielsen has said he had disposed of Whitehurst's body. 
As news spread, as news of the murder spread Tuesday, people in the community were shocked. Newry is near Maine's border with New Hampshire and about 75 miles northwest of Portland. Uh, Nancy White, co-owner of the Sudbury Inn, where Nielsen worked, said the whole thing is surreal. It's a shock to the small community. Um, and as always, described as a reliable employee, a good cook, and soft-spoken, quiet individuals. Uh, police stressed that the string of killings, unusual in a state with a low crime rate, were over. Nielsen knew at least two of the victims, Whitehurst and Julie Bullard, and probably knew all four. Um, he had a history of driving offenses that included an arrest for drunken driving, but nothing more serious. Um, his license had been revoked a year ago. Um, he appeared on court in court on Tuesday wearing an orange jumpsuit and a uh, bulletproof vest uh, and only uttered the two words, uh, I am, when the judge asked if he was present. Uh, apparently, he appeared calm and smiled as he was brought into and left the courtroom, so you gotta watch the fuck out with that kind of shit. <laughs> no thanks. Um, so okay. they were finally able to come up with a motive. He had fallen behind on his rent and so he was like, you know what? Murder. <laughs> so I think he's been convicted. I think he is in jail at this point. I haven't, uh. can't find really any updates, but um, yeah, the, it was, it's a the place where it happened is really low crime. So like this shit was just complete shock to everybody in the community. I don't think the inn's open anymore. I'm pretty sure it's not there. I do not know. It's just not telling me. So yeah. That's the B&B &B murders as Black Bear bread and bed and <coughs> breakfast. Say that five times fast. That was a mess. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Like I said. I never know what to, how to respond. Like, true crime is always just, I'm like, yeah, that that's a fucking bummer, huh? Uh. Oh, yeah, he pleaded guilty to the four slayings in 2007, October 9th. Uh. Um, he has never explained his motives. They thought that maybe he was falling behind in rent, um, but he's never... But how does killing people pay rent? Well, he just didn't want to pay Dude. them. Like, I guess... Oh, was he... He was a tenant? Oh. Yeah, he was a tenant there. Um, oh, he... I missed that part. No, yeah, it's he worked at a different one and then he moved to the to the B and B. Um it was the possible yeah, the possible motive could have been falling behind on rent. There was a dispute over it. Um, but mm. no true like motive. He's never said completely right. what it like, is. I did it because yeah. Yeah. So he's he's uh. in prison for life, so fucking Goodbye. bye, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So that, I guess that leads us on to our next segment, um, is this film gay? You buy all your murder weapons at Home Depot? Got you much. Well, we got news for you because there's two gay characters in it that Woo! are gay married. <laughs> yeah, this was, like I was saying initially, this, I only heard about this movie because Harvey Guillen was in it and... I hear like, oh, he's married to Cheyenne Jackson, and I'm like, well, I'll be there. Let's go. <laughs> and like, they play the the transplants, like the city, the city folk that move to the small town to like, you know, get away from it all and open like a yoga studio and whatever. And they're yeah. just fucking adorable. Um, but the the so here's so here's where this all comes in because I obviously like enjoyed, and I enjoy any second Harvey begins on screen, but I I loved all their little interactions and they had really great chemistry and just little like just like 
isms and things that you like where they're just believable is just this couple that's been thrown in this situation and they're just one of many couples in this like and it's just so my question kind of like for you is like we talk about different like forms of representation and like the whole like thanks for the crumbs thing and like <laughs> I'm viewing this <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks jungle groups for the crumbs oh my god um <laughs> Let me try, okay, let me try and form a sentence with my shrimp brain here. Um, because, because, so, in this instance, I feel like this, this is an ensemble piece, and there's multiple couples, and here it's just, like, so one of them just happens to be a gay couple, yeah. And so, like, that's great, and, like, the casualness of it all, but then on the other hand, since it's a horror movie, they're still gonna fucking die, and that kind of just sucks to see, um... If you want to elaborate on that or what your thoughts are about all this. <laughs> well, when I think, because, like, obviously there's the barrier gaze trope. Um, and I feel like but, that's... Yeah, but, like, yeah. But, when, like, when, for the, that, to me, it mostly happens when there's also, like, a bunch of heterosexual couples that live... And everybody's fucking mm-hmm. dying in this, so it didn't yeah, feel as yeah. like they were targeted. Like, it's not, it doesn't feel like, mm-hmm. oh, we just killed them off so they can't have a happy ending. It's just like, everybody's fucking dying. And, yeah. like, would it have been, it's like, horror. Yeah. freaking <laughs> hilarious if it was, like, barrier straits and the gay stay live? Hell yeah, I would have fucking loved that. <laughs> um, but, like, I wasn't as surprised when it happened. Like, if it had just been them, I would have been like, oh, fuck yeah, this is definitely, you know, barrier gays. Um, but since, like, a lot of the a lot of the straight couples died first. Um, they were kind of last, so it kind of made... It didn't make... I didn't, like, get really upset about it or anything. Like, it because they were also just treated like... Just, like, like the other couples in the town. And their deaths... A lot of their deaths are, like, punchlines or, like, jokes. Like, getting the... The, the one-two punch of, like, the sequence of events of, like... I don't even know what happens first, but, like... One... Like, Trish shoots some- or, no, who- someone gets hit by a car, and then Trish shoots someone that hit that person by the car, and it's just, yeah. like, this rapid fire, and they're like, this sounds fucking nuts! But, like, Harvey Guillen at least gets this, like, not a noble death, but he gets to, like, fuck your shit up, fuck your pipeline, shoot the motherfucker, and blow- blow his shit up before, you know- you know what I'm, I'm talking yeah. about there? He gets yeah. the last say kind of shit. And like a and like a, of all the couples, they almost are like the most like sympathetic. I would say. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just trying to live in their in the town, just have their their yoga studio and stuff, and not like crazy, like the other couples are. <laughs> I also just love that his name is Joaquim and not Joaquim. <laughs> yeah. it's Joaquim. And you know what else, though? He was, uh, it, it seemed like paranoia, but he was, he was right about Cecily being the werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> because of, like, yeah. the Argentinian folktale or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's yeah. the seventh born! <laughs> so sound Harvey was right. Always listen to Harvey. Always listen. Yeah, Always but listen. now I just, now I just want, like, a rom-com with him and Cheyenne Jackson or something. Like, I want them to continue. I'm like, let's, let's pick this up. Can we just have them in, uh, like, SNL and just, like, different skits and stuff as, like, I don't know. I just need more of them just having fun together, I guess, as a <laughs> as a co-stars and stuff. So he'd be a good he'd be a good host. I don't know if they'd he, ever do that, but he'd be a fun host. Harvey Gillian SNL. Get, get him, get him in like a Bowen Yang helmed sketch or something. Are you kidding me? 
Fuck yeah. Let's do it. But yeah, I thought that whole thing was worth mentioning. Yeah, this is a gay film. This is a gay horror film. There's gay characters in it. Bim, bam, boom. It's it, it's not one of those where where like queerness is like part of the themes or anything. They're just there. And like that's I've that's part of it, I think. You know, like that's part of what we're asking for. It doesn't all have to be like the focus, right? Like Yeah. It's just part of it. Yeah. I appreciate that. And it's played by two queer actors. Like that's a whole other discussion, but worth noting in this case. Like, <laughs> so gay film, yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I just had to do it. I forgot I had that alarm app on my phone. So yes, I'm very pleased to please watch it <laughs> if if nothing but for Harvey. And it's just really fun too. And it's only yeah. like an hour and a half. Fuck yeah, short films. Yeah. Love it here. So. Mm-hmm. So I guess is there any last uh, thoughts or anything you have on the movie before we get begin to our wind down? No, not really. Just what you said. It's it's it's, it's short and fun and a great. Like like ensemble cast, I would say. Um, if anyone plays the game, let me know if there's any Easter eggs or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, my, one of my friends did watch it and did have like they 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 wrote uh, a review thing and I think I think oh. one too and they said it's entertaining on a technical level but politically kind of weird like how are you going to have a movie be about fighting a pipeline with indigenous presence so glaringly absent from it and I was just like oh yeah um, that's a good point yeah that's a good point um but other like yeah other than that though I. I think it's a it's a good time. Just it's not one to be taken extremely seriously. I don't think so. No, yeah. If it was more serious, I'd have a little bit more to say about it, I guess, or just have like some more like hmm thoughts. But, uh, but yeah, that same here. I'd have a good time, get some popcorn, get some friends, watch it. It's a it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Okay. All right. So, would you like to talk about what you've been up to since our last episode? Or uh, I can oh, go first God. if you want. Um, not much, except... Okay, the only horror... Look, I'm looking. The only horror thing I watched besides this was Intruder, because I saw that it was on um, Shudder. It's directed by Scott Smeagol, who was part of, like, the Evil Dead squad. And so, like, both, both, both the Raimi... Not both. There's more than... There's three Raimi brothers, but I'm Sam and Ted Raimi are both in it, and it's like this like slasher set in a, an overnight at a uh, grocery store. So kind of Ooh. there's a lot of fun like gags and kills in it. Is the main thing. It's not that great, but it's you know. It's fun. <laughs> um. And so, so I watched the gay pirate show. <laughs> we know <laughs> this. Ah. Yeah, I'm one of the homosexuals who. It had been on my radar, and I was like, yeah, I'll get to it, and just, like, so many shows were building up, and I, you know, was going, first I was sick, and then going back to work, so I just wasn't watching a lot of shit, and then, of course, the finale happened, and I was like, fuck, I gotta watch this! (laughs) (laughs) And then it ruined my life. (laughs) But so then I also, I just finished watching Flight of the Concords, because I'd never seen it, um, because when it was, you know, I was in high school, I didn't have HBO back then, you kidding? We're not rich. (laughs) But yeah, so I you've watched the pirate show. What? Mm-hmm. How about that? <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! 
Elle just has their face in their hands right now. <laughs> yeah, do this shit, bro. Um, same boots. Yeah. Uh, David Jenkins is my like he, uh, the fact that he's just like I can't believe he's straight. I are we are we sure though? <laughs> Yeah, didn't you see the, well, yeah, because there was this interview where he was talking about, like, how surprised he was that how, of our relief of not, of no queer baiting. Yeah, because he's a, yeah, he was like, (laughs) these, these well-intentioned straight men just made this show, and we're, because he's like, well, yeah, we, he's like, I didn't, I didn't even know if it was going to be a big deal or not when we were filming this romance and this, you know, like, yeah, they're going to kiss and maybe people, like, big deal or whatever. I'm like, no, sir, you don't get it. You don't know. (laughs) And he's like, and then he's like. It's a really beautiful like uh, quote though in some in one, it's one of the interviews because he was like you really see how much he like listens to like how receptive he's been to all of these queer fans that are coming to him now because he's like he was really surprised and like oh let me fucking find it here you start talking no yeah no, like... no I'll just paraphr- I'll just paraphrase because he was like he's like oh I get it now because he's like. He didn't see it as a big deal because he's like, he's like, I see myself on the screen all the time. And like, what, what keeps happening to queer folk is that like, they don't, they're like, they think that they see something and then it's like, oh no, not this time, not for you. Like, and how like damaging that can be, especially for young, like young people. And like a lot of the, it's a lot, a lot of young and a lot of little queer babies watching this show that are latching onto it. Um... Like, I'm seeing their responses, and it's, like, the way I was reacting to fucking, like, glee and stuff, because that's all I had at the time. Like, God. it's I, I love that they just have this, like, silly pirate show to have, to be that for them. Um, yeah. <laughs> and just, like, the fact that he's just, like, he want like, he loves that we are, like, being, like, so happy with this, and yeah that he he like genuinely does care that this is something that we don't we don't get this and usually if we do get it it's like one couple no we get three in this um not only i should also just say that it's a good show like yeah. I feel, so many a lot of things i don't mean to be a dick but a lot of things get recommended now but it's like oh it's gay it's like good though this is a very good show it is Yes. It's, it's fucking hilarious. The production quality of it, it looks great. There's lots of great needle drops in it. Oh my god, the needle drops. Oh my god. Like, I lose my mind every day on a different needle drop in this goddamn show. And, like, when Perfect Day back, first started playing, when Perfect Day first started playing, I was like, no! <laughs> Girl, not this. Um... <laughs> We can talk about it more off mic, but yeah, I've just lost my mind, and it, it it's not coming back, I don't think. And also the fact that Jim was always going to be a non-binary mm-hmm. character, even before Vico was on there. And the way that they, they, they talked about it in the show, like, yeah. I'm just Jim, you know, I fucking, I don't care what anyone says, I fucking love that because it was simple, it was to the point, and it made sense, and everyone was just like, okay, yeah, that's Jim. And they refer to as them. Even yeah. Jim's, like, Nana calls Jim them. So, like, this is obviously something that has, like, gone on before. And, uh Yeah, I, I was just, watching I all, all that characters. and, like, everyone just uh. everyone just using the pronouns immediately. I was like, I wish it was that easy! <laughs> <laughs> and Vico, Vico mentioned that, like, 
part of I think part of what helped that and like what was nice about this situation too is that like the entire like not accuracy but like the character of Jim wasn't just relying on them as the non-binary actor being like the ambassador for it all because there was non-binary writers in the writers room as well so they didn't yeah. have to like advocate for themselves and be like actually like I don't know if this is as authentic as it could be because it's just like it's it's a team. <laughs> I don't know. Team. Yeah, I God. fucking love Vico. They were at like the Renaissance Fair dressed as Izzy. Uh. <laughs> I lost my mind. Just like, oh yes, the non-binary urge to cosplay Izzy hands. It's universal. I see. Oh my God, that little man. That angry little man. That's my little man. <laughs> Someone. Uh, you remember that that the last episode of season two of what we do in the shadows where they had like the um fake uh vampires on the stage and then they had like the fake little guillermo and they had the guy like yeah. holding his, against his forehead and he was like doing that wheeling motion with, with his arms <laughs> like trying to hit yeah. him though he can't reach someone's yeah. like if you did that to izzy that's exactly what he would do oh my god <laughs> and also uh taika watiti and uh, black leather thank you uh to the costume designers for that like does it make sense on the seas no but i don't give a fuck no we don't no we don't give a fuck about accuracy here no we don't we're having a good time here <laughs> pinocchio was not made until like a hundred years after this was set but we don't oluwandu is wearing crocs on the ship i don't give a fuck <laughs> oh i love him well, we'll we'll talk about this more off off mic. But uh, <laughs> no, anything, anything has have you watched or read anything else, or is it just gay pirates view? Because that's how it's been for me. No, thank. I've watched other things. Um, because I had to just if I thought about it too much, I'd start crying and or just like I can't rewatch Bang. it yet because otherwise I'll just start like dying. I'm the opposite where I like have to like I I just keep rewatching it. I might have to cut myself off. So um. <laughs> stop like no, if no. i speak <laughs> i just need steve to come back with like a bit of a beard because ed's got no chance then he's fucking done he looks like he look, girl he this is coming from a dyke like he looks so good in that last scene <laughs> he's he just does. like a disney prince and he's just on his little boat man's got no chance he's, he's fucked <laughs> i am um, i yeah go ahead no, yeah. So please watch the Gay Pirates show if you haven't. Watch, because did we say what it's I'm called? Just... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we should have fucking figured that it was probably gay just because of those like the style of the logo on the cover. I should have been like, uh, that that's a little fruity. <laughs> okay, I gotta stop talking about. It, otherwise, I'm gonna explode. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll um, come back. We'll come back. <laughs> um, I did watch other things. Um, I recently just, like, binged the fuck out of Barry because the new season starts oh. at the end of the month. Um, I didn't realize there were only 30 minutes. I thought they were, like, an hour-long episodes, um, and there are, like, eight episodes per season. And apparently everybody has been waiting, like, three years for the new season. And I'm like, yeah. thank God, I just decided <laughs> to start watching it this year. Um, but they wrote season three and four during the pandemic, so hopefully... Uh, once they green light season four, which I they probably will, um, they can just start shooting that. Um, and I wa did watch some movies. I watched a few horror movies. Um, the first one that I watched uh, since we did our last episode was this movie called No Exit. That's on Hulu. Um, it's about this girl. She's at she's been to multiple rehabs, and she 
uh, escapes one because her mother is at the hospital and um, her sister just won't, like, tell the people, like, you know, let her come. And so she, like, steals a car and it's snowing really heavily so she, like, gets stopped by a trooper and is told to go to this rest stop. Um, and she discovers a kidnapped little girl in the back of a van and you have she's trying to figure out who it is that's at the rest stop that is behind the kidnapping um i liked it it's more it's dark um the all-state guy is there so that was fun (laughs) (laughs) that's all i know i can't remember his name right now Uh, oh dennis haysberg dennis haysberg okay from far Uh, from heaven thank you Uh, he was also uh, in Major Major League, the movie. Uh, but that's... that's all I remember. Anyways, I haven't, I haven't um, seen that, so go ahead. That's a, you, don't worry, it's fine. Um, and then I watched the movie Another Round uh, with Mass Mikkelsen. Oh, God. Yeah. How'd that go? It's a movie, man. It's good. I, it's really I don't good. know if I can watch it, honestly. I have to be in a better yeah. place in my life to watch that. Yeah, it's... Because it deals with, like, this, um, idea, like, there's some guy, they, like, it's this group of, like, teachers, these three, these four teachers, and they're out one night celebrating one of their birthdays, and they're saying, oh, this guy had this theory that humans are actually operating on, like, a negative .05, uh, alcohol, so that way, if you, if you reach that level after drinking it, like, maintaining that all day, you're, like, more open and shit, and... It just deals with all the ramifications of mm-hmm. trying, like, they decide to test that out. And it deals with everything that kind of, like, follows. And just it's really good, but I would definitely say you'd want to be in a good headspace to watch it. Because it can get, like, heavy. Yeah. Um, and then I watched uh, The Night House. Came out a couple of years Ooh. ago. Um. Rebecca Hall, stunning. Love her. No. And it was it's so good. Like I got like three fourths of the way through it and I was like, oh man, this is good. And then like the last ten minutes and I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> In a good like, way? Or bad? No. Uh oh. <laughs> um, I'll let you watch it's on Shudder, I think, or Netflix, I can't remember. Okay. Um I, you should watch it and just, it does have themes, it does talk about suicide because her husband does pass from suicide in the movie. They don't show it, um, but it does, it it revolves around that a lot. Um, and she does drink pretty heavily within the film because of that loss. Um, but it's, it's good, but like, the last ten minutes I was like, you fucked it. You fucked what you had. (laughs) God damn it. Um, I also... Uh, watch on my AFI watch list as it continues on It Happened One Night, which has like every romantic trope of all movies today from 1934 and it was the first movie to have a bride run away from the altar uh, (laughs) I had ever done that, like, good for her like, who's Clark Gable? This guy Um, Who the fuck is Clark Gable? I ask you (laughs) Les Howard was bride (laughs) um so those are the and then i watched werewolves within um so those are the movies that i've been seeing i want to go see everything is it everything everywhere all at once 
Yeah. Michelle Yeoh. Um, yeah, I needed to see that, that too. I'm stupid oh, and saw Ambulance first. I don't, know, I don't know why I made that a priority. <laughs> I was like, I have to go see Ambulance! Uh, so that's what I did. Oh. I mean, I don't regret it, but I do, re- I do wish I was. <laughs> hey, there's, there's a gay character in Ambulance. <laughs> this is the wokest Michael Bay has ever been. <laughs> God. Yeah, so I hope to see that on my next day off in a couple days or so. Go to yeah. the, go to like an empty movie theater or something and go see it. Yeah, and um, the Northman's coming out. Northman, God, Robert Eggers. They better pick up his Nosferatu because like he could fucking kill that. Don't make it into Guillermo del Toro's at the Mountains of Madness, please. I need this to actually fucking happen. Um. I also caught up on Succession. I'm all caught up now. Yes! Um, oh! We can talk about that off mic, too. I'm, I can go with bananas on that on that finale. Bananas crazy fucking greatness going on there. I can't believe Kieran Culkin's 5'7". I'm like, you look so much tinier than that. Like, he's a full four <laughs> inches taller than me. Nicholas Braun's a fucking giant, though. Like, my God. Yeah, like, uh, he makes Matthew McFadden look small. Because that, that's how geez. tall he is. Like, tall boy that's a fucking crazy show man like oh man what a time (laughs) it's so good but just crazy shit um but yeah um and i read uh, a couple books i'm reading a new book called the good house um which it's going it's good so far uh i haven't got i'm like 50 pages in because i'm terrible at reading uh but before that, I read, oh, uh, lordy, what did I read? <laughs> you tell me. Uh, every every day, I'm just thinking. <laughs> oh, oh, I start, I started Harvey Firestein's book of only a couple chapters oh. in, but I love him. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, oh, one second. That's Why'd right. you log me out, Goodreads? Go fuck yourself. Fucking Goodreads. Well, while you're doing that, I'll mention, I forgot to mention I rewatched Gentleman Jack, too, to prepare for the new season. Like, if you if you finish the gay pirate show and you're like, I need more historical gays. Um, and it's like the opposite of, it's not like a slow burn at all, It's like which like jarred me when I first watched it. I'm like, oh, they're fucking already! Like, it's like, uh. <laughs> let's, let's go! Oh, if you also need a more gay pirate show, just watch Black Sails, please. And thank you. I, because it is one of the best fucking... Am I going to have to give that show another chance? Because, like, I watched, like, I want to say, like, three episodes, three or four episodes, and was just like, oh, eh, about it, but... Yes, please give it a chance, because I fucking love Black Sails. Mm. It's one of the better uh, shows that Stars has made. And it, it, it really, it, it's good. It's, All right, it's like, God. It's not like as overtly gay as with, as our flag means death, but like what you got James Split, who's basically going to burn down England uh, because they fucked up his, his gay love. So like, you got to just murder, just got to get rid of it all. Um, Oh, the Twisted Ones. I read the Twisted Ones recently. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. It was good. It was good. It's, like, not the greatest, but it was good. <laughs> and you can quote so. me, not the greatest. 
<laughs> you can quote me on that. Um, I just been doing, I'm just been working. Yeah. All I do is work. Um, and that. just watch shows and shit. And that's pretty much what I have been up to recently. Um, but no, yeah, Kate and I are just on just brain rot right now. In terms it's, of... it's gone. It's rotted. It's like we got nothing. <laughs> it's like you could make banana bread out of it. Like that's <laughs> freeze it and make banana bread. That's yeah. Anyways, uh, so maybe maybe we'll be maybe we'll be normal by next month. <laughs> maybe. Probably not, but we'll try. No. We'll give it a try. Yeah. So. Okay, so you. You can find me at Dyke Madden on Twitter. You can find me at LM Designs on Twitter and on the podcast at Stop Horror Time Pod on Facebook and Stop Horror Time on Twitter. Uh, if you like what we do uh, and you want to support us, if you have any of wherever you stream that allows any kind of ratings, it's more just for the algorithm so that we can be spread and shared to other people who also might talk like talking about uh, horror and LGBTness. Uh, and we're also great for people who want to know more about horror movies but just can't watch them. Uh, so thank you for putting up with our brain rot today. Uh, I think <laughs> we're very coherent for it all. Yeah. Um, so we will see you guys next time. Have a good rest of the month. And we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.